0: Chapter Twenty Two of Miscellanea Curiosa, Volume One This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Miscellanea Curiosa, Volume One by Edmund Halley. Chapter Twenty Two an estimate of the degrees of the mortality of mankind drawn from curious tables of the births and funerals at the city of breslau with an attempt to ascertain the price of annuities upon lives by mr e halley r s s the contemplation of the mortality of mankind has besides the moral its physical and political uses both which have been some years since most judiciously considered by the curious Sir William Petty, in his natural and political observations on the Bills of Mortality of London, owned by Captain John Grant, and since in a like treatise on the Bills of Mortality of Dublin. But the deduction from those Bills of Mortality seemed even to their authors to be defective, first, in that the number of people was wanting— Secondly, that the ages of the people dying was not to be had, and lastly, that both London and Dublin, by reason of the great and casual accession of strangers who die therein, as appeared in both by the great excess of the funerals above the births, rendered them incapable of being standards for this purpose, which requires, if it were possible, that the people we treat of should not at all be changed, but die where they were born, without any adventitious increase from abroad, or decay by migration elsewhere." This defeat seems, in a great measure to be satisfied by the late curious tables of the bills of mortality at the city of Breslau, lately communicated to this honourable society by Mr. Justel, wherein both the ages and sexes of all that die are monthly delivered and compared with the number of the births for five years last past 88 sixteen eighty seven eighty eight eighty nine Ninety, ninety-one, seeming to be done with all the exactness and sincerity possible the city of breslau is the capital city of the province of silesia or as the germans call it schlesia and is situated on the western bank of the river oder anciently called viadrus near the confines of germany and poland and very nigh the latitude of london it is very far from the sea, and as much a Mediterranean place as can be desired, whence the confluence of strangers is but small, and the manufacture of linen employs chiefly the poor people of the place, as well as of the country round about. Whence comes that sort of linen we usually call your linen, which is the chief if not the only merchandise of the place. For these reasons the people of this city seem most proper for a standard and the rather, for that the births do a small matter exceed the funerals. The only thing wanting is the number of the whole people, which in some measure I have endeavoured to supply by the comparison of the mortality of the people of all ages, which I shall from the said bills trace out with all the accuracy possible. It appears that in the five years mentioned, Viticellit from 87 to 91 inclusive, there were born 6,193 persons, and buried 5,869, that is, born per annum 1,238, and buried 1,174, whence an increase of the people may be argued of 64 per annum, or of about a twentieth part, which may perhaps be balanced by the levies for the emperor's service in his wars but this being contingent and the births certain, I will suppose the people of Breslau to be increased by 1,238 births annually. Of these it appears by the same tables that 348 do die yearly in the first year of their age, and that but 890 do arrive at a full year's age, and likewise that 198 do die in the five years between one and six complete, taken at a medium." So that but six hundred ninety two of the persons born do survive six whole years. From this age, the infants being arrived at some degree of firmness, grow less and less mortal. And it appears that of the whole people of Breslau there die yearly, as in the following table, wherein the upper line shows the age, and the next under it the number of persons of that age dying yearly. Seven eleven, eight eleven, nine six. Five and a half, fourteen two, three and a half, eighteen five, six, twenty-one four and a half, six and a half, twenty-seven nine, twenty-eight eight, seven, thirty-five seven, thirty-six eight, nine and a half, forty-two eight, nine, forty-five seven, seven, forty-nine ten fifty-four eleven fifty-five nine fifty-six nine ten sixty-three twelve nine and a half seventy fourteen seventy-one nine seventy-two eleven nine and a half seventy-seven six seven eighty-one three four eighty-four two 1, 90, 1, 91, 1 ninety-eight, zero, ninety-nine, one-fifth, one-hundred, three-fifths. And where no figure is placed over, it is to be understood of those that die between the ages of the precedent and consequent column. From this table it is evident that from the age of nine to about twenty-five, there does not die above six per annum of each age, which is much about one per cent of those that are of those ages. And whereas in the 14th, sixteen, seventeen years, there appeared to die much fewer, as two and three and a half, yet that seems rather to be attributed to chance, as are the other irregularities in the series of ages, which would rectify themselves were the number of years much more considerable, as twenty instead of five. And by our own experience in Christ Church Hospital, I am informed there die of the young lads much about one per cent per annum, they being of the aforesaid ages. From twenty-five to fifty there seem to die from seven to eight and nine per annum of each age, and after that to seventy, they growing more crazy, though the number be much diminished, yet the mortality increases, and there are found to die ten or eleven of each age per annum. From thence, the number of the living being grown very small, they gradually decline till there be none left to die, as may be seen at one view in the table. From these considerations I have formed the adjoined table, whose uses are manifold, and give a more just idea of the state and condition of mankind, than anything yet extant that I know of. It exhibits the number of people in the city of Breslau of all ages, from the birth to extreme old age, and thereby shows the chances of mortality at all ages, and likewise how to make a certain estimate of the value of annuities for lives, which hitherto has been only done by an imaginary valuation. Also, the chances that there are that a person of any age proposed does live to any other age given, with many more, as I shall hereafter show. This table does show the number of persons that are living in the age current annexed thereto as follows: one, one thousand; two, eight hundred fifty five; three, seven hundred ninety eight; four, seven hundred sixty; five, seven hundred thirty two. 6, six hundred seventy, ten six hundred sixty one, eleven six hundred fifty three, twelve six hundred forty six, thirteen six hundred forty, fourteen six hundred thirty four, fifteen six hundred twenty eight, sixteen six hundred twenty two, seventeen six hundred sixteen, eighteen six hundred ten. Nineteen six hundred four, twenty five hundred ninety eight, twenty one five hundred ninety two, twenty two five hundred eighty six, twenty three five hundred seventy nine, twenty four five hundred seventy three, twenty five five hundred sixty seven, twenty six five hundred sixty, twenty seven five hundred fifty three, twenty eight five hundred forty six, twenty nine five hundred thirty nine, thirty five hundred thirty 523 32, thirty-three, five hundred seven; thirty-four, four hundred ninety-nine; thirty-five, four hundred ninety; thirty-six, four hundred eighty-one; thirty-seven, four hundred seventy-two; thirty-eight, four hundred sixty-three; thirty-nine, four hundred fifty-four; forty, four hundred forty-five; forty-one, four hundred thirty-six; forty-two, four hundred twenty-seven; 472 417 44, forty-five, three hundred ninety-seven, forty-six, three hundred eighty-seven, forty-seven, three hundred seventy-seven, forty-eight, three hundred sixty-seven, 387 fifty, three hundred forty-six, fifty-one, three hundred thirty-five, fifty-two, three hundred twenty-four, fifty-three, three hundred thirteen, fifty-four, three hundred two, 292 56, fifty-seven, two hundred seventy-two; fifty-eight, two hundred sixty-two; fifty-nine, two hundred fifty-two; sixty, two hundred forty-two; sixty-one, two hundred thirty-two; sixty-two, two hundred twenty-two; sixty-three, two hundred twelve; sixty-four, two hundred two; sixty-five, one hundred ninety-two; 61, 232, 62, 66, 67, 172, 68, hundred fifty-two, seventy-nine, one hundred forty-two, seventy, one hundred forty-two, seventy-one, one hundred thirty-one, seventy-two, one hundred twenty, seventy-three, one hundred nine, seventy-four, ninety-eight, seventy-five, eighty-eight, seventy-six, seventy-eight, seventy-seven, sixty-eight, 70, eighty one thirty four, eighty two twenty eight, 34. thousand five hundred and forty seven, fourteen, four thousand five hundred and eighty four, twenty one, four thousand two hundred and seventy, twenty eight, three thousand nine hundred and sixty four, thirty five, three thousand 7, 2,709. 56, ninety-four, sixty-three one thousand six hundred ninety-four, seventy one thousand two hundred four, seventy-seven six hundred ninety-two, 253, hundred one hundred seven, thirty-four thousand total. Thus it appears that the whole people of Breslau does consist of 34,000 souls, being the sum total of the persons of all ages in the table. The first use hereof is to show the proportion of men able to bear arms in any multitude, which are those between eighteen and fifty-six, rather than sixteen and sixty, the one being generally too weak to bear the fatigues of war, and the weight of arms, and the other too crazy and infirm with age, notwithstanding particular instances to the contrary under 18 from the table, are found in this city 11,997 persons, 3,950 above 56, which together make 15,947, so that the residue to 34,000 being 18,053 are persons between those ages. At least one-half thereof are males, or 9,027. So that the whole force this city can raise of fensible men, as the Scotch call them, is about 9,000, or nine thirty-fourths or somewhat more than a quarter of the number of souls, which may perhaps pass for a rule for all other places. The second use of this table is to show the differing degrees of mortality, or rather vitality, in all ages. For if the number of persons of any age remaining after one year be divided by the difference between that and the number of the age proposed, it shows the odds that there is that a person of that age does not die in a year as, for instance, a person of twenty-five years of age has the odds of five hundred sixty to seven, or eighty to one, that he does not die in a year. Because that of five hundred sixty-seven, living of twenty-five years of age, there do die no more than seven in a year, leaving five hundred sixty of twenty-six years old. So likewise for the odds that any person does not die before he attain any proposed age. Take the number of the remaining persons of the age proposed, and divide it by the difference between it and the number of those of the age of the party proposed, and that shows the odds there is, between the chances of the parties living or dying. As, for instance, what is the odds that a man of forty lives seven years? Take the number of persons of forty-seven years, which in the table is three hundred seventy-seven, and subtract it from the number of persons of forty years, which is four hundred forty-five, and the difference is sixty-eight which shows that the persons dying in that seven years are sixty-eight, and that it is three hundred seventy-seven to sixty-eight, or five and a half to one, that a man of forty does live seven years, and the like for any other number of years. USE three but if it be inquired at what number of years it is an even lay that a person of any age shall die this table readily performs it for if the number of persons living of the age proposed be halved it will be found by the table at what year the said number is reduced to half by mortality and that is the age to which it is an even wager that a person of the age proposed shall arrive before he die as, for instance, a person of thirty years of age is proposed, that the number of that age is five hundred thirty-one, the half thereof is two hundred sixty-five, which number I find to be between fifty-seven and fifty-eight years, so that a man of thirty may reasonably expect to live between twenty-seven and twenty-eight years. USE four. By what has been said, the price of insurance upon lives ought to be regulated, and the difference is discovered between the price of insuring the life of a man of twenty and fifty. For example, it being 100 to 1 that a man of 20 dies not in a year, but 38 to 1 for a man of 50 years of age. Use 5. On this depends the valuation of annuities upon lives, for it is plain that the purchaser ought to pay for only such a part of the value of the annuity as he has chances that he is living, and this ought to be computed yearly, and the sum of all those yearly values being added together will amount to the value of the annuity for the life of the person proposed. Now the present value of money payable after a term of years, at any given rate of interest, either may be had from tables already computed, or almost as compendiously by the table of logarithms, for the arithmetical complement of the logarithm of unity and its yearly interest, that is, of 1.0646%, being 9.974694. Being multiplied by the number of years proposed gives the present value of one pound payable after the end of so many years then, by the foregoing proposition it will be as the number of persons living after that term of years to the number dead. So are the odds that any one person is alive or dead. And by consequence, as the sum of both, or the number of persons living, of the age first proposed, to the number remaining after so many years, both given by the table, so the present value of the yearly sum payable after the term proposed to the sum which ought to be paid for the chance the person has to enjoy such an annuity after so many years. And this, being repeated for every year of the person's life, the sum of all the present values of those chances is the true value of the annuity. This will, without doubt, appear to be a most laborious calculation, but it being one of the principal uses of this speculation, and having found some compendia for the work, I took the pains to compute the following table, being the short result of a not ordinary number of arithmetical operations. It shows the value of annuities for every fifth year of age to the seventieth, as follows. One, 5, 13.40, ten point two eight, five, thirteen point four zero, ten, thirteen point four four, fifteen, thirteen point three three, twenty, twelve point seven eight, twenty-five, twelve point two seven, thirty, eleven point seven two, thirty-five, eleven point one two, forty, ten point five seven, forty-five, nine point nine one, fifty. Nine point two one fifty five eight point five one sixty seven point six zero sixty five six point five four seventy five point three two. This shows the great advantage of putting money into the present fund, lately granted to their majesties, giving fourteen per cent per annum, or at the rate of seven years' purchase for a life, when young lives at the usual rate of interest are worth about thirteen years' purchase. It shows likewise the advantage of young lives over those in years, a life of ten years being almost worth thirteen and a half years' purchase, whereas one of thirty-six is worth but eleven. Two lives are likewise valuable by the same rule, for the number of chances of each single life found in the table, being multiplied together, become the chances of the two lives. And after any certain term of years the product of the two remaining sums is the chances that both the persons are living. The product of the two differences, being the numbers of the dead of both ages, are the chances that both the persons are dead. And the two products of the remaining sums of the one age multiplied by those dead of the other, show the chances that there are that each party survives the other. Whence is derived the rule to estimate the value of the remainder of one life after another now as the product of the two numbers in the table for the two ages proposed it is to the difference between that product and the product of the two numbers of persons deceased in any space of time so is the value of a sum of money to be paid after so much time to the value thereof under the contingency of mortality and as the aforesaid product of the two numbers answering to the ages proposed, to the product of the deceased of one age multiplied by those remaining alive of the other, so the value of a sum of money to be paid after any time proposed, to the value of the chances that the one party has that he survives the other, whose number of deceased you may use of, in the second term of the proportion. This perhaps may be better understood by putting capital N for the number of the younger age, and lower case n for that of the elder capital Y, lowercase y, the deceased of both ages respectively, and capital R, lowercase r, for the remainders, and capital R plus capital Y equals capital N, and lowercase r plus lowercase y equals lowercase n. Then shall capital N times lowercase n be the whole number of chances, Capital N times lowercase n minus capital Y times lowercase y be the chances that one of the two persons is living, capital Y times lowercase y the chances that they are both dead, capital R times lowercase y the chances that the elder person is dead and the younger living, and lowercase r times capital Y the chances that the elder is living and the younger dead. Thus, two persons of eighteen and thirty-five are proposed, and after eight years these chances are required the numbers for 18 and 35 are 610 and 490 and there are 50 of the first age dead in 8 years and 73 of the elder age there are in all 610 times 490 or 298900 chances of these there are 50 times 73 or 3650 that they are both dead and as 298900 to 298,900-3650, or 295,250, so is the present value of a sum of money to be paid after eight years, to the present value of a sum to be paid if either of the two live. And as 560 times 73, so are the chances that the elder is dead, leaving the younger. And as 417 times 50, so are the chances that the younger is dead, leaving the elder. Wherefore, as 610 times 490 to 560 times 73 so is the present value of a sum to be paid at 8 years end to the sum to be paid for the chance of the younger survivance and as 610 times 490 to 417 times 50 so is the same present value to the sum to be paid for the chance of the elder survivance this possibly may be yet better explained by expounding these products by rectangular parallelograms, as in Figure 7, wherein AB or CD represents the number of persons of the younger age, and DEBH those remaining alive after a certain term of years, whence CE will answer the number of those dead in that time. So ACBD may represent the number of the elder age, AFBI the survivors after the same term, and CFdi, those of that age that are dead at that time, then shall the whole parallelogram ABCD be capital n times lowercase n, or the product of the two numbers of persons representing such a number of persons of the two ages given, and by what was said before, after the term proposed, the rectangle HD shall be as the number of persons of the younger age that survive, and the rectangle AE as the number of those that die. So likewise the rectangles AI FD, shall be as the numbers living and dead of the other age. Hence the rectangle HI shall be as an equal number of both ages surviving, the rectangle FE being the product of the deceased or capital Y times lowercase y, an equal number of both dead, the rectangle GD, or capital R times lowercase y, a number living of the younger age and the dead of the elder and the rectangle ag or lowercase r times capital Y a number living of the elder age, but dead of the younger. This being understood, it is obvious that as the whole rectangle ad or capital N times lowercase n is to the nomen fabdeg or capital N times lowercase n minus capital Y times lowercase y so is the whole number of persons or chances to the number of chances that one of the two persons is living and as ad or capital n times lowercase n is to fe or capital y times lowercase y so are all the chances to the chances that both are dead whereby may be computed the value of the reversion after both lives and as ad to gd or capital r times lowercase y so the whole number of chances to the chances that the younger is living and the other dead Whereby may be cast up what value ought to be paid for the reversion of one life after another, as in the case of providing for clergymen's widows and others by such reversions, and as a d to a g or lowercase r times capital y, so are all the chances to those that the elder survives the younger. I have been the more particular and perhaps tedious in this matter because it is key to the case of three lives which of itself would not have been so easy to comprehend. 7. If three lives are proposed, to find the value of an annuity, during the continuance of any of those three lives, the rule is, As the product of the continual multiplication of the three numbers in the table, answering to the ages proposed, is to the difference of that product, and of the product of the three numbers of the deceased of those ages, in any given term of years, so is the present value of a sum of money to be paid certainly after so many years, to the present value of the same sum to be paid provided one of those three persons be living at the expiration of that term. Which proportion, being yearly repeated, the sum of all of those present values will be the value of an annuity granted for three such lives. But to explain this, together with all the cases of survivance in three lives, let capital N be the number in the table for the younger age lowercase n for the second, and v for the elder age. Let capital Y be those dead of the younger age in the term proposed, lowercase y those dead of the second age, and upsilon those of the elder age. And let capital R be the remainder of the young age, lowercase r that of the middle age, and rho the remainder of the elder age. Then shall capital R plus capital Y be equal to capital N lowercase r plus lowercase y to lowercase n, and rho plus epsilon to nu, and the continual product of the three numbers, capital N, lowercase n, nu, shall be equal to the continual product of capital R plus capital Y times lowercase r plus lowercase y times rho plus nu, which being the whole number of chances for three lives is compounded of the eight products following, one, capital R times lowercase r times rho, which is the number of chances that all three of the persons are living. Two, lowercase r times rho times capital Y, which is the number of chances that the two elder persons are living and the younger dead. Three, capital R times rho times lowercase y, the number of chances that the middle age is dead and the younger and elder living four capital R times lowercase r times upsilon being the chances that the two younger are living and the elder dead five rho times capital y times lowercase y the chances that the two younger are dead and the elder living six lowercase r times capital y times upsilon the chances that the younger and elder are dead and the middle age living. Seven capital R times lowercase y times upsilon, which are the chances that the younger is living and the other two dead and lastly and eighthly capital Y times lowercase y times upsilon which are the chances that all three are dead. Which latter subtracted from the whole number of chances capital N times lowercase n times nu leaves capital N times lowercase n times nu minus capital Y times lowercase y times upsilon the sum of all the other seven products in all of which one or more of the three persons are surviving. To make this yet more evident I have added figure eight, wherein these eight several products are at one view exhibited. Let the rectangled parallelepipedon ABCDEFGH be constituted of the sides ABGH etc proportional to capital N the number of the younger age, AC, BD, etc proportional to lowercase n, and AGCE, etc proportional to the number of the elder or new. And the whole parallelepipedon shall be as the product, capital N times lowercase n times new, or our whole number of chances. Let BP be as capital R, and AP as capital Y. Let CL be as lowercase r, and LN as lowercase y. And G N as rho and N A as upsilon, and let the plane P R E A be made parallel to the plane A C G E, plane N V B Y parallel to A B C D, and the plane L X T Q parallel to the plane A B G H, and our first product capital R times lowercase R times rho shall be as the solid S T W I F Z E B, the second or lowercase R times rho times Capital Y will be as the solid EYZEQSMI, the third, capital R times rho times lowercase y as the solid RHOVWIST, and the fourth, capital R times lowercase r times Upsilon as the solid ZABDWXIK. Fifthly, rho times capital Y times lowercase y as the solid GQRSIMNO. Sixthly, lowercase r times capital Y times epsilon as IKLMGYZA. Seventhly, capital R times lowercase y times epsilon as the solid IKPOBXVW. And lastly, AIKLMNOP will be as the product of the three numbers of persons dead, or capital Y times lowercase y times epsilon. I shall not apply this in all the cases thereof, for brevity's sake, only to show in one how all the rest may be performed. Let it be demanded, what is the value of the reversion of the younger life after the two elder proposed. The proportion is, as the whole number of chances, or capital N times lowercase n times nu to the product, capital R times lowercase y times upsilon, so is the certain present value of the sum payable after any term proposed to the value due to such chances as the younger person has to bury both the elder by the term proposed which therefore he is to pay for here it is to be noted that the first term of all these proportions is the same throughout capital n times lowercase n times nu the second changing yearly according to the decrease of capital r, lowercase r rho, and increase of capital Y, lowercase y, upsilon. And the third are successively the present values of money payable after one, two, three, etc. years, according to the rate of interest agreed on. These numbers, which are all in cases of annuities of necessary use, I have put into the following table, they being decimal values of one pound, payable after the number of years in the margin, at the rate of 6%. percent four three four. Two point eight nine zero zero, three point eight three nine six, four point seven nine two one, five point seven four seven three, six point seven zero five zero, seven point six six five zero, eight point six two seven four, nine point five nine one nine, ten point five five eight four, eleven. Point five two six eight, twelve point four nine seven zero, thirteen point four six eight eight, fourteen point four four two three, fifteen point four one seven three, sixteen point three nine three six, seventeen point three seven one four, eighteen point three five zero three, nineteen point three three zero five. 20.3118 Twenty-eight point one nine five six, twenty-nine point one eight four five, thirty point one seven four one, thirty-one point one six four three, thirty-two point one five five zero, thirty-three point one four six two, thirty-four point one three seven nine, thirty-five point one three zero one, thirty-six point one two two seven, thirty-seven point one one five eight. Thirty-eight point one zero nine two, thirty-nine point one zero three one, forty point zero nine seven two, forty-five point zero seven two six, fifty point zero five four three, fifty-five point zero four zero six, sixty point zero three zero three, sixty-five point zero two two seven, seventy point zero one six nine. Seventy-five point zero one two six, eighty point zero zero nine four, eighty-five point zero zero seven one, 100.0029. If it were needless to advertise that the great trouble of working so many proportions will be very much alleviated by using logarithms, and that instead of using capital N times lowercase n times new minus capital y times lowercase y times upsilon for the second term of the proportion in finding the value of three lives, it may suffice to use only capital y times lowercase y times upsilon and then deducting the fourth term so found out of the third, and the remainder shall be the present value sought or all these fourth terms being added together and deducted out of the value of the certain annuity for so many years, will leave the value of the contingent annuity upon the chance of mortality of all those three lives. For example, let there be three lives of ten, thirty, and 40 years of age proposed, and the proportions will be thus, as 661 in 531 in 445, or 156,190,995, or capital N times lowercase n times nu to 8 in 8 in 9, or 576, or capital Y times lowercase y times epsilon for the first year, so 0.9434, to 0.0000348, to 15 in 16 in 18, or 4320, for the second year, so 0.8900 to 0.00002462 to 21 in 24 and 28, or 14,112 for the third year, so point eight three nine six two, point zero 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 eight one two eight. to to 27 in 32 and 38 for the fourth year, so .7921 to .00016650, to 33 in 41 and 48 for the fifth year, so point seven four seven three two point zero 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 three one zero seven one to thirty nine and fifty and fifty eight for the sixth year so point seven zero five zero two point zero 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 five one zero five one, point zero 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 five one zero five one and so forth to the sixtieth year when we suppose the elder life of forty certainly to be expired from whence till seventy we must compute for the first and second only and from thence to ninety for the single youngest life then the sum total of all these fourth proportionals being taken out of the value of a certain annuity for ninety years, being 16.58 years purchase, shall leave the just value to be paid for an annuity during the whole term of the lives of the three persons of the ages proposed. And note that it will not be necessary to compute for every year singly, but that in most cases every fourth or fifth year may suffice, interpoling for the intermediate years seseundum artem. It may be objected that the different salubrity of places does hinder this proposal from being universal, nor can it be denied, but by the number that die, being 1174 per annum in 34,000, it does appear that about a thirtieth part die yearly, as Sir William Petty had computed for London, and the number that die in infancy is a good argument that the air is but indifferently salubrious, so that, by what I can learn, there cannot perhaps be one better place proposed for a standard, at least, tis desired, that an imitation hereof, the curious in other cities, would attempt something of the same nature, than which nothing perhaps can be more useful. Were this calculus founded on the experience of a very great number of years, it would be very well worth the while, to think of methods for facilitating the computation of the value of two, three, or more lives, which, as proposed in my former, seems, as I am informed, a work of too much difficulty for the ordinary arithmetician to undertake. I have sought, if it were possible, to find a theorem that might be more concise than the rules there laid down, but in vain for all that can be done to expedite it, is, by tables of logarithms ready computed, to exhibit the rationes of capital N to capital Y in each single life, for every third, fourth, or fifth year of age, as occasion shall require, and these logarithms being added to the logarithms of the present value of money payable, after so many years, will give a series of numbers, the sum of which will show the value of the annuity sought. However, for each number of this series, two logarithms for a single life three for two lives and four for three lives must necessarily be added together. If you think the matter, under the uncertainties I have mentioned, to deserve it, I shall shortly give you such a table of logarithms as I speak of, and an example of two of the use thereof. But by vulgar arithmetic the labor of these numbers were immense, and nothing will more recommend the useful invention of logarithms to all lovers of numbers than the advantage of dispatch in this and such like computations." Besides the uses mentioned, it may perhaps not be an unacceptable thing to infer from the same tables how unjustly we repine at the shortness of our lives, and think ourselves wronged if we attain not an old age, whereas it appears hereby that the one-half of those that are born are dead in seventeen years' time, 1,238 being in that time reduced to 616. So that instead of murmuring at what we call an untimely death, we ought with patience and unconcern to submit to that dissolution which is the necessary condition of our perishable materials and of our nice and frail structure and composition and to account it as a blessing that we have survived perhaps by many years that period of life whereat the one half of the whole race of mankind does not arrive a second observation I make upon the said table, is that the growth and increase of mankind is not so much stinted by anything in the nature of the species, as it is from the cautious difficulty most people make to adventure on the state of marriage, from the prospect of the trouble and charge of providing for a family. Nor are the poorer sort of people herein to be blamed, since their difficulty of subsisting is occasioned by the unequal distribution of possessions, all being necessarily fed from the earth, of which yet so few are masters so that besides themselves and families they are yet to work for those who own the ground that feeds them, and of such does by very much the greater part of mankind consist. Otherwise it is plain that there might well be four times as many births as we now find. For by computation from the table I find that there are nearly fifteen thousand persons above sixteen and under forty-five, of which at least seven thousand are women capable to bear children of these notwithstanding there are but one thousand two hundred thirty-eight born yearly which is but little more than a sixth part so that about one in six of these women do breed yearly whereas were they all married it would not appear strange or unlikely that four or six should bring a child every year the political consequences hereof i shall not insist on only the strength and glory of a king being in the multitude of his subjects I shall only hint that above all things celibacy ought to be discouraged, as by extraordinary taxing and military service, and those who have numerous families of children to be countenanced and encouraged by such laws as the just trium liberorum among the Romans, but especially by an effectual care to provide for the subsistence of the poor, by finding them employments, whereby they may earn their bread without being chargeable to the public. End of section 22